0: Welcome to the Make Books Travel Podcast. I'm Marlene Seegers, co-founder of Two Seas Agency, a California-based literary agency that represents publishers, agents, and a select number of authors from around the world. By interviewing international publishing professionals, I'll be giving you, listeners of this podcast, an insider's look into how books travel, from manuscript to published book, from one language to another, or from page to screen. As senior agent Chris and I discussed in a previous episode, a virtual office setup enables 2 Seas agency to maintain business as usual during the current COVID-19 lockdown and also during our frequent international travels during normal, as in non-pandemic times. Now, how do we manage this virtual office, practically speaking? We like keeping things simple and efficient, And besides being well-organized and very meticulous, which we as rights sellers have to be, all it takes are the cloud-based tools and apps that I will discuss in this second episode of the Makebooks Travel Podcast. This episode is going to be a little different, since I will be the only one talking. I thought about continuing my interview with Chris, since she uses most of the tools and apps on a daily basis as well, but I wanted to record this episode quickly after publishing the first one, which I did only a few days ago. Many listeners of that episode showed interest in knowing more about the practical side of a virtual office, and I wanted to keep the momentum going. So here I am, ready to walk you through the list of tools and apps that constitute the framework of 2C's agency's business structure. I'll start with the first piece of software I signed up for at the start of 2C's agency back in 2011 at the suggestion of my husband and agency co-founder Derek, who was already using it for his other businesses. It's the CRM software called HiRise. Now... Without exaggerating, the agency would not have been the same without this piece of software. Um, in the article that I wrote for our website, which lists the apps and tools we use, I call Highrise a virtual Rolodex, but it is so much more. First of all, uh, for those who... For those of you who aren't familiar with the abbreviation, CRM means Customer Relationship Management. Since everything we do at Two C's Agency depends so much on relationships, our relationships with our clients, international editors, literary scouts, authors, translators, etc. And let's not forget our internal relationships between our team. Uh, I believe a customer relationship management tool is essential in order to successfully run a literary agency, and even more so when it has a virtual structure. HiRise enables you to store your contacts, email history, as you can add a specific Dropbox address connected to your HiRise account in the BCC field of the emails you send, Uh, deals, business expense reports, whatever else you might want to keep track of. And for instance, just a few days ago, I received an email from one of our Korean co-agents who requested approval from the rights holder for a cover of the Korean edition of a book they sold on our behalf. And Chris was supposed to be out of the office that day, but I saw in the email history in Highrise that she had, in fact, received this email first and had already replied to the Korean co-agent. So apart from the fact that Chris was actually not supposed to be on her email, she was supposed to be celebrating Orthodox Easter, (laughs) thanks to HiRise, I knew she had taken care of it and I could disregard the email that was sent to me. HiRise also has a great tagging system. Derek calls me the tag queen. Uh, So we can keep track of whom we saw, for instance, at the 2019 Frankfurt Book Fair, which editors in Italy acquire commercial fiction or who translates from Dutch to English. We used to rely on HiRise to keep track of our submissions as well. But after six years, we felt it was time for an upgrade. And we've been using a specific rights management database since 2017 for that. And I'll get back to that later on. Each team member at 2Cs has a personalized password protected high rise account that is accessible anywhere as long as you have an internet connection. Team members can also assign tasks to themselves, such as reminders, or to each other. And um, you can create several levels of access if, understandably, you don't want your entire team to have access to all the information that is stored. Now, HiRISE, spelled H-I-G-H-R-I-S-E, is part of a company called Basecamp. However, before you rush to sign up for an account, as of August 2018, Highrise is unfortunately no longer accepting new signups. If you signed up prior to that date, you can continue to use HiRISE forever, which is our case. But I'm sure there are many other reliable and user-friendly CRM tools out there, uh, such as Salesforce, HubSpot, or Zoho, though I've never used any of these. While well, HiRISE is an amazing tool to keep track of our relationships, and as I said, relationships are such a big part of our job, as the agency grew in terms of sales, clients, and staff, it became clear that it is far from ideal to keep track of submissions, contracts, royalty statements, and other more specific elements of right selling. So I started doing research and talked to many fellow rights sellers from around the world. I knew there were specific rights management databases out there. Big publishing groups like Hachette or Penguin Random House have developed them and tailored them to their specific needs. But what I was looking for was a basic and affordable cloud-based tool that could be customized up to a certain level. Our unusual setup with staff working remotely and write sales from and to many different territories and languages uh, indeed requires some level of customization. So in 2017, um, we migrated to a new cloud-based software called E3, the Rights Manager. It's created by a Barcelona-based company called Aralos. And we're currently still working through some issues and learning about some of the many other applications that E3 proposes. I think we don't use nearly half of them, as we'd already set up, for instance, our own accounting and invoicing system. More on those later. And we're overall happy with the results uh, of working with E3, the rights manager. And the next tool we use on a daily basis is Google. Besides using Gmail as our email server and external communication, we use Google Drive for our internal communication as often as possible. As I mentioned in the previous episode, I wanted to steer away from email for the communication between different members of our team as we already receive and send so many emails for our external communication. So if you add the internal communication to that, our inbox really becomes our to-do list. And high-rise, as I mentioned before, allows us to assign tasks to each other to or to ourselves. But it still means an email gets sent to you and that email includes the task. So on a daily basis, this still didn't provide a solution. And then several years ago, Derek put a book in my hands by Sam Carpenter called Work the System. And this book introduced me to the magical world of SODs meaning standard operating documents, and SOPs, meaning standard operating procedures, and how these can be applied to a business. Now I started to write simple step-by-step instructions for each procedure that is carried out in the agency. Procedures such as drafting a foreign rights contract, what to do when we receive an offer, handling our social media platforms, how to write an article for our website, or preparing our print catalog. There are many, many more. I started out in 2011 doing everything myself, so I had a pretty good idea of what to write. Although what I wrote down sometimes turned out not to be as clear to the other team members as what I had in mind after having worked in foreign rights for over 15 years. As I said before, these standard operating procedures, and I'll refer to them as SOPs, Taken all together can be viewed as, quote unquote, the Bible, um, a foreign rights agency manual, a manual that is organic and not set in stone. It can be improved, rewritten, corrected by everyone who uses it. And I really encourage our team members to improve them. Now, these SOPs are all on Google Drive, easily shareable, and former versions are also easily retrievable. People can leave comments or questions. We can add links to videos and screenshots we've recorded to explain certain steps in in a more visual way. Now, the links to these SOPs are all gathered on our standard operating document, or SOD, Uh, Chris and I share one. We both share one with each of our our administrative staff. And the SOD Chris and I share is really the first thing I open in the morning, even before I open my emails. Chris works 10 hours ahead of me and is about to finish her day while I'm just starting mine. Anything that either of us needs to tend to is written on this document, divided in specific categories like offers, submissions, newsletters, invoicing, etc., And if it's urgent, rewrite it at the top of the document in a different color so that it immediately pops out. So when I start my day, I immediately know, okay, I need to do this before anything else. Now these SODs and SOPs, which have also helped new team members learn the ropes quickly, allow us to communicate efficiently and quickly without resorting to email. Hi-Rise, E3 Rights Manager, and Google are really the main apps and tools that we use every day, which is why I gave a longer, more in-depth information on how we use them. Now, the following apps and tools are also used on a more or less regular basis, but they're more obvious in their use, and I will keep it short and sweet. Now, the first one is Box.com which uh, is an extremely simple and secure file sharing tool, uh, which prevents our email account from exceeding their space limits every other day because we send out about a gazillion PDFs by email every other week. So you you only have to upload the PDF or Word or Excel file once, and you can organize your files in folders and share them by sending the specific link that is attached to each file by email. And what I love about Box.com is that it lets you upload newer versions of the same document without it having an impact on the initial link. So, for example, after we've sent out the uncorrected proofs of a manuscript, we can upload the final print-ready version of the same manuscript while keeping the same Box.com link. And this means that people who received the link before we uploaded the latest version will now automatically access the print-ready PDF when clicking on the link. Now, Another file sharing and also cloud storage tool we use is Dropbox, which for me is indispensable if you use more than one computer, which is very likely to be the case if you have a virtual office. I have a a Mac desktop at the office and a MacBook Air while I travel. Dropbox enables you to create a backup of all your files on your local hard disk that, when you're connected to the internet, constantly synchronizes with the Dropbox website. The other computers you use, as well as your smartphone and tablet, thanks to its app. And then um, n- another tool that we started using about a year and a half ago and that I'm very excited about is DocuSign for electronic signatures. Now oh, this is also a great tool if you have a traditional office setup you can have contracts signed by both signatory parties in uh, even under three minutes. I'm really serious. Um, I recently had a contract for the German rights in a French title, and it was signed by both the French rights holder and the German publisher three minutes after Chris sent out the invitation to sign via DocuSign. That's really amazing. Um, Keep track of, of contract signatures. You can send automated reminders and then you get a copy of the fully signed document in your inbox and it does not require any paper. So it's ideal if you travel a lot and or have a virtual or home office. So even though at this moment, not all international publishers and country accept electronic signatures, they seem to become increasingly accepted around the world. And also during the COVID-19 lockdown, it seems that most, if not all, publishers accept DocuSign, even if it's only temporary. Now, for our accounting and invoicing, we use a um, software called Xero, that's with an X, um, X X-E-R-O. Um, Xero lets us create and send digital invoices from anywhere, um, keeps track of our cash flow, overdue payments, etc. And our Xero certified accounting company, which had its headquarters in Australia but also has a remote office with people working around the world, uh, has access to our account and this enables them to reconcile expenses, Zero um, is connected to our bank and credit card accounts. Establish expense reports, pull P&L statements, balance sheets, etc., when necessary. And it also has Zero also has a handy payroll integration in case you have employees. Now, speaking of money, um, I started using a few years ago um, something called TransferWise which is really an amazing tool, especially if you work a lot with different currencies. And you can send money uh, with a real exchange rate from around the world with low banking fees through TransferWise. Even if you don't have a virtual office, I think it's a must-have if you deal with payments to and from different currencies, as I said. Uh, Since 2018, TransferWise also proposes borderless banking, so we managed to open, finally, bank accounts in euro and bound sterling currencies, which is, believe it or not, not possible in the United States. We use MailChimp, the next tool that... um, in our list, Mailchimp for our monthly newsletter. So Mailchimp provides a plethora of newsletter prototypes, stores previous newsletters, which you can easily copy and paste, and it enables you to upload images very easily. It also syncs with Highrise, our CRM tool that I mentioned at the very beginning. So it pulls our contacts directly from our database. And initially it also allows you to track the open and click through rates. Then the next tool that we use a lot is Skype. Um, We use Skype to make nearly all of our international calls, have a plan that gives us unlimited calls to European landlines. so when managing a virtual team, it's it's important to set a recurring meeting with each team member for some one-on-one time with the video. As I mentioned in a previous episode, this is very, very important. So Chris and I have a weekly Skype meeting with video normally every Tuesday morning my time, evening her time. Now, since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, we've also been using Zoom with password protection and WhatsApp for our voice or video calls. And then for social media management, we use a program called Hootsuite or Hootsuite. I still don't know how to pronounce that. It's spelled H O O T S U I T E. So we, um, instead of posting our articles, pictures, events separately on each of our Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn accounts, we do it all in one, thanks to Hootsuite. Which saves us a lot of time, it prevents us from falling down the rabbit hole of checking timelines and news feeds way too often. And it also allows us to schedule posts ahead of time. So that explains also why you'll sometimes see a 2Cs update when it's 3am in California. I work a lot, but I also appreciate a good night's sleep. And the one thing that Hootsuite doesn't connect to is Instagram, unfortunately, at least not um, at this time. I hope that's going to change, but for now we use um, a program called Buffer for our Instagram account. And then um, I've bo- I've also been using Evernote, so virtual post-it notes. Uh, I'm I admit it. I'm an organizational maniac, and uh, Evernote is the answer to all my worries about organization, at least. <laughs> um, and uh, it's yeah, basically Evernote is a digital tool. It, it allows you to also add website clippings and emails. It automatically synchronizes between your computers and devices. And two of my most used notes are, first of all, my long checklist for things to pack on a business trip. As some of you know, I usually leave the United States for four or five or six weeks in a row. And uh, of course, a checklist for my suitcase is essential. Um, And then the second note that I use a lot is um, one that lists things to do before leaving on such a long business trip. Um, The next uh, virtual office tool that... I think is very handy, especially when you're traveling. But even now, if you're working from a home office um, and don't have a printer or a scanner, there is a really nice app uh, called Tiny Scanner. So there's iOS or Android. Um, I can scan documents, photos, receipts, contracts, basically anything I might need and want. Um, And uh, the free version works for me it's uh that's what i've been using since the beginning thank you for listening to this second episode of the makebooks travel podcast i hope you enjoyed it and found it useful i tend to get carried away when i start talking about high-rise and our sops so thank you for bearing with me and see you next time Bye bye Thank you for listening to the Makebooks Travel Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Check out the agency's website, Two twosiesagency.com, for more information and resources about the international publishing scene. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a positive review. Merci et à la prochaine!